Thank you for downloading this month's podcast of BJOG Editor's Choice with Deputy Editor-in-Chief Michael Marsh. Observational studies in the mid-1990s suggested that third-generation combined oral contraceptives were associated with an increased risk of venous thromboembolism compared with second-generation combined oral contraceptives. This resulted in the pill scare and consequently an increase in the number of unwanted pregnancies and terminations of pregnancy. However, it was subsequently shown that this apparent increased risk was largely due to important limitations in the design and analysis of several of the studies. The venous thromboembolism risk of the newer, fourth-generation combined oral contraceptives, which contain drospirinone, have been assessed by many recent systematic reviews. These suggest that venous thromboembolism risk may be higher for the fourth generation than those containing levonorgestrel. However, none of these analyses adequately assess the methodological strengths and limitations of the observational studies included when synthesising these data or evaluating the considerable heterogeneity. One way of assessing the quality of studies is by using the Risk of Bias in Non-Randomised Studies Interventions tool, known as the Robbins tool. BJOG has published the results of a meta-analysis of 17 cohort and case-controlled studies of drosperinone-containing pills. This meta-analysis uses the Robbins tool and assesses the presence of four common sources of bias. Of the 17 studies, three were assigned a moderate risk of bias, 10 were assigned a serious risk, and four studies were assigned a critical risk. The three highest quality studies suggested no or slightly increased harmful effects of drosperinone containing pills. Fortunately, the publicity surrounding the original study findings seemed to have been more responsible than two decades earlier, and we have avoided a fourth-generation pill scare. As explained in an associated commentary, the fourth-generation combined oral contraceptives remain a useful method of contraception that women may reasonably choose to use. Menopause symptoms are extremely common, and in a quarter of women they are severe. In this issue, we published the results of the meta-analysis that helped inform the NICE 2015 menopause guidelines. The authors report that, compared to placebo, transdermal estradiol and progestin had the highest probability of being the most effective treatment for vasomotor symptom relief. Oral and transdermal estradiol and progestin, however, appeared equally effective. Isoflavones and black cohosh were more effective than placebo, though not significantly better than estradiol and progestogen. Not only were SSRIs or SNRIs found ineffective in relieving vasomotor symptoms, but they were also associated with a significantly higher rate of discontinuation than placebo. These data will prove very useful in the management of the majority of postmenopausal women and confirm that HRT is the best form of treatment for vasomotor symptoms in such women. However, the form of complex analysis used in these studies means that the findings cannot be extrapolated to other clinical circumstances, for example in the management of women who have previous hormone receptor positive breast cancer. Some studies suggest an increased risk of breast cancer recurrence with HRT use, so these women are understandably reluctant to take HRT. The use of alternative treatments for the management of hot flushes in women who have had breast cancer, such as gabapentin and pregabalin, should not be dismissed as a consequence of the analysis that was used to inform the NICE guidelines on menopause. Thank you for listening to this month's BJOG Editor's Choice. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. 
You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.